What's up, everybody? This is Keegs from Here's a Podcast. Are you happy now? Welcome to episode 71. Thanks so much for tuning in. We have a packed episode for you today. We are talking professional sports, how much we miss them, which would we want to play despite our lack of athleticism collectively. We're talking Kevin Costner. Is he the greatest actor our generation has ever seen? Possibly, yes. We're talking quarantine quarrels. We're talking nerd geeks. We're talking everything in between. Big episode for you. Hope you enjoy it. Hope you love it. Get in the red light. Talking too much. Time to go. Let's get into it. Let's go. What's up, everybody? It's Nick. It's Keegs. It's Here's a Podcast. Are you happy now? Your favorite podcast about everything and nothing. Welcome to episode 71. Nick, recording from Brooklyn. I'm recording from Colorado. Nothing's changed. We're all stuck in the same spot. We're in a global pandemic, people. Live it up. I miss sports so goddamn much. We're not going anywhere. Yeah, we're sitting here. My hair is growing. I'm getting shit for it. It's hot. Clear the mechanism. Clear the mechanism. (laughs) We're just, yeah, we are, we're sitting around. We're in our houses and apartments. I also miss sports. And I want to talk about it. And we know people missing sports has been beat to death. It has, but there's something about the fact that they're so close to coming back. I know, but it's also, like, it's so not as good still. Right. Well, yeah, we'll get... There's just... I think we have to be on this... We must be on the same page of, like, our lives are better with them. Oh, for sure. Just because we're so fucking bored. Like, you can't be as horny or as lonely as I am and not also be crying about sports. We really just need... Yeah, there just needs to be something... This is something we heard from a friend a while ago who I think also heard it from a friend that, like, guys can only connect on certain things. It's like, either you're really close, either you don't like each other at all, or you're right in the middle, which means you just talk about sports, which obviously casts a really wide net, but for heterosexual, heterosexual male relationships, I actually don't think it's the worst. And No. Yeah, it's just, like, small talk is impossible now. Maybe it's just, like, I can't access my emotions that hard that, like, I just need to... Look, we don't even have anything to follow, you know? No. It's nice and to have a common understanding of like, oh, hey, see that thing? Yeah, it's nice. Cool. Right. Oh, we're following the same narrative. Yeah. We can relate. We can connect on that. Yeah, I mean, I was, I saw people that were not my family for the first time in two or three months for over 4th of July, and it was a group of guys, and they were talking about golf. <sighs> and... Uh, We'll touch. I am excited for our next episode because it was just the lamest fucking thing in the world. It and I, sucks. as you'll find out next week, don't hate golf, but talking about golf, it's stupid. And it, like talking about golf games you played, is stupid. No one wants to hear about that. You don't hear me going talking about the sweet pickup game I had. It's <laughs> like unless you're playing pro, I don't want to fucking hear about it. Yeah. Unless you practice two times a week, I don't want to hear about it because I'm allowed. To, I was allowed to tell rugby stories. Well, or at least podcast. if I was there, like if I was with you, we can talk about the game. But like I, yeah. Well, we should save this for next week. But I, I hear you so hard. I'm like, I don't want to hear about. No one wants yeah. to hear about your like rec league yeah. moderate success. Yeah. Like if so if, then you're, I, if you yeah. have like a funny, if there's a funny story about it or a narrative or like you had a hole in one and it was incredible, I'll allow it for a few minutes. But no one wants to hear about like the full round of golf you played with like the guy you know, who, who you grew up with or whatever at a country club. And, like, the details of that, to me, are just about as boring as actually watching golf. Episode 72, Ken Burns presents Here's a Podcast. We're happy now presents golf. We're getting into it. It's going to be a Tune good in. one. Tune um, in. If you've got golf opinions, let us know. Hit us up on our phone numbers. Please. 
Which or, I will not give out here. <laughs> on Here's a Podcast, you're yapping out. No apostrophe, no question mark on Instagram. Please follow us. We've got so much content coming out. We've got we've got we've basically got a piece of content coming out every day on that Instagram, whether it's a Photoshop or whether it's a video. So that's the place to be. You, If you're a fan of this podcast, you're not following us on Here's a Podcast, you're yapping out on Instagram. It's either because you don't have Instagram or because you haven't plugged it hard enough yet. True. Those well, we know you like so content because there's no one who we doesn't know like you content. like. There's no one who would be, you know, there's only if one reason. You're sick. Like content. You're si- you're desperate for content. You need it. You're and if you're off social, then more power to you. You're a monster. You're a freak. Yeah. If you're I, off social, hit us up on our email, which we have. Or on, you know, you can DM us on SoundCloud. It's something that not many people do, but you can do that. And I will email content to you personally. That's, That's a fair. promise. Yeah, maybe I'll we start should. a newsletter. I was gonna say maybe we should start a newsletter. People just we need more people hearing the same stuff. From I've got angles. four. I've got four free newsletters to send out through my Squarespace, and I better believe I'm gonna make them count. Yeah, I guess. Well, this is a conversation for a different day, but like it's gonna be analyzing my baby penis compared to my current penis. It'll be an expose. <laughs> That's an angle, man. People would love that. <laughs> How do? do well, there's a game you could make too. You could make a like match this. Uh, I'm not going to say this. Um, I've been thinking. <laughs> I'm not going to say that out loud. But you can infer where I was going, and if you steal my idea and you don't get canceled yeah. for it, then be super <laughs> you'll hear pissed. from our lawyer. But if you do have, you know, the cojones to do that, and you don't get crucified for it, I have to sort of applaud you because you're much bolder than I am. We'll do silent fingers. Silent fingers, yes. Um... All this sports talk, though, you know, and, and the desire for sports did get something I've been thinking about a lot this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some could say it's in my brain of the week. Um, it's a tale as old as time. And I think if we're talking about guys or people connecting over sports, I think sports is just like the great hypothetical situation yeah. generator, right? We always talk about like what you'd rather for the most do part, yeah. what you do in the situation or this or that. or And I think always growing up like the question was like if you could be a pro in any sport what would it be mm-hmm. and i started thinking about that question again because for a long time i would be like well skateboarding like not a usual answer yeah. but like it's tight right and my answer changed and it's cemented in forever now after this week where i started watching um intra-squad yankees games yeah and the answer is baseball yeah, the answer is baseball. I know I was torn on this because I, I just knew we were going to agree. Um, yeah. But, so, there, I also came a long way with this because I think when you're young, right, when I was young, I didn't play baseball. Yeah. So, I was like, well, why do I ever want to be a professional baseball player? I don't play it. But when you realize when you're washed up and you're, for the majority of us, your athletic gears are behind you you realize, like, well, I don't give a fuck. I like all these sports because I watch them. Yeah. I would do any of these. And baseball is a winner. I think the only comparison maybe you could say would be hockey. Yeah, maybe. Although, I guess I was just thinking about, like, watching... You don't usually get to... I guess you get to watch, like, spring training, but when you go to spring training, you see spring training games. So, like, they're playing. And if you go to, like, training camp, you see football players, like, usually doing contact or doing really hard shit. The best part about yeah. watching these Yankees intra-squad games is, A, they don't play by the rules, so there's, like, three DHs, like, no yeah. one will be in left field, and it was just Little League, where you're watching a TV broadcast of, like, they'd be kind of playing, and then they would just stop, and they'd start hitting ground balls to each other. People are standing around having a laugh, like, 
someone was yeah. leave to go stretch out. It was just like, right. this is, this is, it, baseball is my favorite sport, and I do think baseball is a sport, but it was just, it's it's the most clear, like, oh, those those are just grown men who get to, like, act like kids all the time. I would love to play professional baseball. I've never played at baseball in my life. I yeah. would love to be a professional baseball player. doesn't help that I miss, I went down a deep dive. I watched, I rewatched the perfect game, not, I think it's called the perfect game. It's not, it's called for, for the, the love of the, of the game. Yeah. For love of the game, yes. And I was convinced it was called Perfect Game for my entire life. And that's why I could never talk to people about it. Yeah. Like, for a movie that's about a guy who, like, realizes that he's done with baseball, it's like there's not a single bad thing that happens through baseball to him. Mm-mm. The worst thing that happens is he cuts his hand on a saw not playing baseball. That's right. like he the been big playing moment. Baseball. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like he gets to hang out with John C. Riley. You know, <laughs> his teammates have his back. Like, yeah. he got this emotional thing. He never even throws a bad fucking pitch in the movie. That's the absurd thing. With, per- I think For Love of the Game is kind of regarded as, like, good baseball movie, terrible romance. Um, the, the one critique I have with the baseball is he never throws a bad pitch. No, he's just he's incredible. Like, yeah. Would be so much more invested if, like, in one of his thousand flashbacks, he'd, like, given up a home run. Yeah, he had some struggle. <laughs> like, no, yeah. this, has been, this was just great for me. Yeah, that wasn't him, like, trying to be in an open relationship. The baseball, like, the eighth inning of that movie, if that doesn't make you... I was crying. Like, yeah. I was crying that entire movie. I was crying during the eighth inning. Um, John C. Riley. we don't stink right now. We've got your back. We don't stink right now. Incredible. <laughs> All I wanted to say is, once I saw, like, I always thought baseball was probably my sport, just because the romance of the walk-off home run, the strike, you know, it's just, like, an incredible game. But seeing the day-to-day... Like, more than just, like, oh, they're kind of phoning it in a spring training game. Seeing it's just, like, man, those guys are just hanging out. They're professional athletes who are kind of just, like, get to enjoy a nice day. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like, you know, Stanton goes out there. He shags some flies. That's it. He goes and sits in the stands and watches. And just, like, that man makes nearly $300 million and, like, gets to play. It seems so fun. It's and maybe that's be. just because I'm dying yeah. for sports. But no, it's just I mean, like... well, we are, but I think, but it's also there is the there is the like, and God, again, not qualified to talk about this. Anyone who's probably been experienced is like, this sucks. But the whole just like riding the bus, like minor league, you're fucking living in in this little town in Iowa, you know, and like you're being put up by these people who are taking you in, and you're riding the bus around Iowa. That's fucking awesome. And like that's yeah, why I'd though say I think hockey, it sucks, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think it does too. That's why I put hockey in there as well because it's got a similar like you know farm system culture. But yeah. um, and like, how can you watch I, so much of this too? Is like, how can it's you watch Goon? How can you watch Goon yeah. and not want to play on a Goon. hockey team? We've made it a record number of days without talking about Goon. <laughs> how can you we've watch gone, the movie? We've got ninety-five days without talking about Goon and not want to play hockey. How yeah, can you do flips. it? We're zero days without talking about Goon. How can you do it? I don't know. Like, how can you be in a locker room? How can you see that a locker room like that exists fictionally and not want to be involved in it? Yeah. How can you see that someone can throw a perfect game as easily as Kevin Costner does and not want the to do it? The ultimate baseball actor, Kevin Costner. He is. I, that man was born to play baseball players. He really is. He's so good at it. It's so yeah. funny. It's such a funny niche. I just love that it was like that and uh, what I'm blanking on this movie. I watched it a million times as a kid. Uh, he's captured by Native Americans. Dances with Wolves. Dances with Those wolves. are his two roles. Yeah. Baseball player, Dances with Wolves. I think he has an Oscar for Dances with Wolves, right? 
Well, that's it's one of the most controversial movies of all time. I think yeah. my mom loves it. My grandpa hates it. He's not a bad actor by any no. means. It's not a hate on Kevin Costner party. It's just I do funny... feel like he oscillates though. Like I'm not sure that guy's always choosing the best movies. No, he also kind of has one like he's kind of the same guy in all of it. It's just funny that it's like that character is either baseball player or captured general becomes sympathetic to Native Americans. Yeah. It's funny how easily those go back and forth, you know? He's a good guy. I gotta watch, rewatch Dances with Wolves. I don't fun, know. Uh, fun fact about him is he's in a, uh, a country band called Kevin Costner and the Modern West. That makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. He could really be, like, the crossover um, star that, like, the Democrats need. Swing know? vote! Exactly! Yeah, like, Kevin Costner's the guy, because I was looking, I was like, he's in a country band, and he does, like, these... Very like you know romanticized Americana characters, but he's a he's a lib. He literally is. No, I'm yeah. talking about the movie Swing Vote. Oh, oh, <laughs> I didn't. I don't know that movie. <laughs> I think <laughs> Swing Vote. I'm almost positive it's Kevin Costner. The the presidential election is tied, and the last person who has not oh voted is Kevin Costner. Is it? It seems like it was remade. Swing is it vote. Him? This is this is there's one starring. Andy Garcia, but that's in 1999. Swing vote. Two, two, let's check 2008. It's Kevin Costner. Wow, dude. What a fantastic call. Um, what a hilarious person. He is. Too. I He's love dead it. center. He's dead center. All he cares about is morals. You know? It's, he just Even cares that, about morals. That, I love that. We need to go deep on this movie. What? It is. This You're totally is right. Incredible. Like that, he I, is I, I, like... He, you're like, oh, you can have it both ways. You can live on the land, you can say you don't want the government's help, and you can still be a liberal. It's like, wow, Kevin Costner, he's got to figure it out, apparently. Yeah, you know? he really, it's super funny. I want to, oh, he produced it, too, so I bet he was like, this is about me. I am the swing vote. God. Sometimes, you know, this podcast, just, it's the greatest podcast in the world. About everything and nothing. You know? really what is, other yeah. podcast is making that connection right now, people? I ask you that. I'm not what sure. Other, what other podcast is, is unwittingly setting up? The perfect scenario to talk about the movie Swing Vote with Kevin Costner. And it was always our plan. On our outline, our you plan. see Swing Vote is number three, and we had to get Underline. all the way there. Yeah, yeah, it's circle. There's just text <laughs> all around the whiteboard. we got to get here yeah. Swing Vote. We're just going yep. to We're going to see how we get there. We're going to talk about Keegan's newsletter of baby penises, and we're going to get that around. We're going to get that to be in Desperate Outsports. We're going to get to Kevin yeah. Costner is the perfect example of a central-leaning liberal. It's the Charlie Kelly meme. With him and that was episode out. 71 of Here's Podcast We Have. Thanks That's me. it. <laughs> Everyone go watch Swing Vote. That's your homework. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. we should move on. Do you want to talk yeah, about we'll the blogs? Yeah, we'll talk about the blogs. Good blogs this week. We talked about a lot of different things. We talked about a guy in Australia fought off the most dangerous snake in the world in his driver's seat. We talked about a statue of Melania Trump that was burnt down, and it was just the worst statue in the world. We're talking about my mom's taste in candy that she's imposing on the rest of the household a lot of good blogs if you want to get more into some stuff that we're not talking about in the pod but with a similar vibe here's a blog.com check it out like share tell your friends about it um the written word our blog of the week this week though is something that was i saw earlier in the week and i just had to think about it i was so shocked by it um it's just it's an yeah, upsetting story it's an upsetting story it's it's a tough one because it's it has some pretty unsettling uh consequence well we don't know if there are consequences yet but they're very possibly consequences we're basically Pakistan has fired, 
large number of pilots because they found out that they had cheated on their pilot exams. Um, Pakistan has also been in the news recently because there, there was a devastating crash where a plane went off the runway. It was judged, deemed to be pilot error. Um, it's, but those two, they haven't specified yet whether those two pilots they've, have been involved in this, so we don't know. Um, but super sad. And plane crashes are always super unsettling and terrifying. Yeah. Uh, even if you're not uh, kind of a naturally scared person like Nick and I are. But I read this blog and it was just, I realized that I had some pretty um, pretty deep set assumptions. I looked in the mirror and realized I had some pretty deep set assumptions that this challenge, which is just, I assumed that there was just a better system in place for for testing pilots, you know? Like, for me, you shouldn't be able to cheat at a pilot, pilot exam. That's never something that occurred to me. I'm sure there are things you could cheat at, but as I said in the blog, like there are some things you just can't fake. I assume that every pilot has like landed a plane a million times and has not hit a mountain a million times and has done these things that have like warranted, hey, yeah, you have a pilot's license, you know? Right. I didn't think it was something that you could just like pay someone off and do. It just seems it's just like a bizarre thing also for to do in the first place of like why would you want to have a job where you have like it's a pretty dangerous job i mean not because i guess modern air travels safe but like there's no room for error i mean a lot there's of responsibility maybe a lot of planes. On there's a Even lot of responsibility like, sure probably a lot of it's automated now but like no you gotta right like if i had never driven in my life would i when like the greyhound bus driver had a heart attack would i be like yeah i'll be the one to drive the bus you know, like through this snowstorm. Probably, probably, probably not. not. Probably not. So I agree with you on all that, right? I get on a plane and I have the assumption that I'm in the hands of trained professionals. But I was surprised to read your take because I think it, it ignored a piece of pop culture that you and I love. And I'm going to say a name to you, and this is going to make it seem like we're really movie heavy mm-hmm. this episode. I guess we are. But Frank Abnell Jr. Does that name mean anything to you? It's a true, it's based on a true story. We're talking about Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, yeah. He fakes the pilot thing. He gets yeah. away with it for years. It's true. Yeah, I know. It is true. I guess I didn't think about that. So that's when I read that story and I was like, you know what? Like, I think Keegan sort of missed out on, on you know, how much we've lionized faking your pilot's exam. That's true, but I, yeah, that's true. I mean, there is something cool about, like, crashing a wedding, right? True. There's something cool to, like, Grabbing a pilot's uniform and being like, "Yeah, I'll fly this plane," but I think also I like can. that guy's been <laughs> that guy's been, you know, he's been like made a legend by Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio. We're like that was, guy was a criminal mastermind. Whereas, like, am I assuming that every single one of these pilots that was fired by Paxton was a criminal mastermind? No, 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 and, lazy. Because that's the thing is like <laughs> my sense, my sense of him is like he needed. Like half it was the chase. I, I'm not. I'm not, the, I'm not the impression. <laughs> a deep take. It was the chase. I'm not under the impression that all of these pilots from from Pakistan were like, hey, like we need. We have this addiction to being chased by law enforcement. My impression was it was more like, oh, wow, this is a super hard test. <laughs> like, wish we had an easy way to pass it. Let's um, cheat. But you're right. You're right. Like no, I, this is that was gotcha journalism for the record. 
which I'm not trying to play gotcha journalism. <laughs> I just wanted to bring it up. Because I read the story and I was like, well, there's one really famous. Yeah, there is one know? really famous. Yeah. Um, so I had to bring that up. And look, I'm not here to, I'm not here to bring you down. I'm here to yeah. lift you up. I mean, and, it's all, that's also like saying like, I mean, this isn't perfect, but also being like, well, Lee Harvey Oswald is a bad guy. And you've been like, well, Annie Oakley was also a really good rifleman. That's true. I suppose it is. <laughs> I guess I'm just saying. <laughs> it's no, not, as, it's not as surprising closer. as you Well, think. other people are pretty good shots, Keegan. They just <laughs> didn't shoot been, Kennedy yeah. in the head. Hey, detail, you should actually wake up people if you still think that Lee Harvey Oswald killed Kennedy. Wake up. Fucking wake up. Watch a documentary for once. Watch a poorly produced documentary for once in your life. To be honest, though, I'm, I am, I think I'm in on that conspiracy theory. I am, too. I'm completely in on it. The yeah. bummer is that I think if we remade that documentary, we're talking about a documentary, I can't remember the name of it, so sorry you guys can't watch it, but it's a fascinating take. <laughs> so, it's so not worth recommending. <laughs> it's a fascinating, yeah. I recommend the theory. The theory is basically that JFK was shot by, <laughs> and this is a new segment called Keegan Explains a Conspiracy Theory. Um, <laughs> no evidence. The conspiracy theory is that JFK was actually shot by a Secret Service agent who was in the car behind him. The theory is that right? mistakenly, the, the theory is that Lee Harvey Oswald fired the first shot and the car is accelerated and the Secret Service agent was standing up in the air with his assault rifle and got jerked back and fired and hit Kennedy in the back of the head. And it makes sense from both um, a trajectory standpoint and from the type of bullets that they were firing. Um, the, the type of damage that it caused to JFK's head, you know, was indicative of, of an assault rifle. Uh, and that was, here's a conspiracy theory. By, oh, and the documentary around it is just like the worst. Here's what will ruin a documentary for you. Quick nerd keys mm -hmm. before we get to nerd keys. If you make a documentary, you have to be the dumbest fucking person in the world. If you decide like you're going to have people reenact it, yeah. It's yeah. like you lose all credibility. It could be, you could be telling me that the earth is round. And I would not believe you. No. I'd that be like, how terrible. am I supposed to believe this dumb actor like being narrated? Like you can't even trust me enough to not have it narrated? That's it. Like it's so fucking dumb. It dumbs it down so much. It's the it's quickest way to get you to be like, man, no one's gonna believe this. Yeah, it's like, oh, your argument is bad enough that you have to see someone doing it to actually know it's possible. Right. And this is a shame because it's a, it's a, it's a good theory. It's a, and certainly they worth. Had a, they did a ton of research on it, and you didn't need like you didn't need to reenact like the every part of it. You didn't need to do any. So that's it. So if you are able to do the research and find the video we're talking about, let us know the name of it so that we can not recommend it to other people. Don't find it for us. Let us confirm <laughs> that it's yeah. the one and then do don't not watch it. it. Yeah, yeah, don't watch it. But believe us and tell people that you heard it from us. We're taking every tangent this week. Yeah. it's, a, it's I, I set out thinking in theory it should be a short episode and then, you know, a little devil on my shoulder is like not... not no, we're talking about watch. JFK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't do it. Bring up a conspiracy theory. They'll love it. They're going to love it. Next. It has been too long since we did conspiracy theory of the week. So, you know, yeah. and that's, you know, and that's not a super original one. We'll maybe get, oh, shit. I do have a conspiracy theory of the week, actually. Sorry. <laughs> going off, going off the shoulder. And I, this is well publicized in my blog, here's a blog.com, on the Melania Trump. This sculpture is the worst sculpture in the world. And this isn't a super it's interesting bad. conspiracy theory. But it is bad. I mean, go to the blog. Do me a favor. Here's a blog.com. It's called Melania Trump. Sculpture Burnt, a strictly unpolitical blog. It is truly unpolitical. It is just a bad sculpture. It is the worst. Like, I've made better sculptures with my feet. It is, it is awful. Um, it is really. It's, it's amateur hour. 
it looks like it looks like someone took a fucking pen knife and like painted it blue. It, it just is no shot. And the conspiracy theory is that Melania Trump obviously had someone burn it down. I mean, the most realistic is probably Donald had someone burn it down. Melania yeah. was probably like, oh, whatever, it's in a hometown, it's a nice gesture. And he was like, no one's going to think my wife is that ugly. You know? Burn it. Fucking Donald Trump. He also, so. he would love, he, they would love that kind of, that all this statue pulling down is getting out of hand. They're burning Melania. They're burning Melania. It's yeah, like exactly. a crude doodle he made. Exactly. I'll tell you, her. I mean, honestly, they're, they're, they're lucky that it didn't start a war. Cause it, I don't think we have much peace with Slovenia. I mean, well, now that the statue's down, we don't. We did. Fair. You can't just go putting statues up like that, Nick. It's pretty bad. If I put a statue like that up of, like, Queen Elizabeth, we'd be at war we'd with our allies. Yeah. Yeah, you can't do that. Conspiracy of the Week. On to the next segment. Number we're talking two. quarantine. <laughs> we're talking quarantine quarrels, baby. We talked about this last week. Great call from Jody, Jody Husky. Do we have any submissions? That doesn't look like you have anything new. You know, but I promised that I would go through some of mine, and I'll stick to that. Um, I've got some quarantine quarrels. And they build up. They're building up big time. Like the um, rage always does. Yeah, it's building up. It's it's so funny to... This happens with with roommates, right? Like, little things start to get on your nerves. Um, you could be, you, you be best friends. And just... Yeah. It's a different part of people that you see. Relationships go in, go in waves. I'm actively going through that with my mom. <laughs> a listener of this podcast, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's driving me crazy. So many things. But the thing I'm taking issue this week is just, and this is going to be funny. If you've been a roommate of mine, this is, you're going to laugh at me because it's not something I've historically been good at. Kitchen management. Yeah. <laughs> Kitchen management. I will, and I'm sure everyone would say this, but I say this in dead seriousness. She makes me look like a saint. Look, makes me look like a saint. Like, I'm coming downstairs. We've got, there's just been bacon on the counter. There's just bacon on the counter all morning. It's like, what are we doing? We're just leaving bacon. We're just leaving meat out on the counter. Like I'm a big like, like raw, yeah, like, maybe like a, maybe a leave bacon. It. Yes. Oh yeah. Not, on, okay. cooked bacon. Like, yeah. No, it's terrible. It's like I'm a big like. Hey, maybe I won't wash my dish right away. Although I'm making effort. It, although there is another piece of this. You always have to clear your pan. All right. If you make bacon, you don't just leave the grease in the pan. You clear the no. pan. You don't have to wash it. I'm a big. See, this is this is where you see Keegan Keegan style of kitchen management. If you live in a roommate situation, you're making eggs and bacon on Saturday morning. You go bacon first, so you get the grease out. You pour a little out. You leave a little for the eggs. You use the eggs as like a little bit of a cleaning mechanism. That pan is not clean, but that pan's clean enough to make bacon and eggs again. Okay. Oh, that's fair. To be honest, right? of all the years I lived with you, I didn't know it was like oh, you could just use it. Yeah. I, I, also I mean, I don't. Bacon know. It's personal opinion, morning. right? Like I don't. It's not me to tell you that you think the pan's clean enough, but fair. it's like. Well, I just made bacon and eggs in it. If you're going to make bacon and eggs in it as well, why yeah. would I wash this pan? There's no weird have to contamination. Dry it? yeah, yeah. It's just like we're doing the same thing over and over again. It's a completely sustainable cycle. Yeah. But if you just make bacon, you just leave the grease in the pan, you always clear, yeah. the, you always, you always clear the pan. Uh, putting cake in the freezer, that's another thing we're doing recently. I saw that. I saw that on the Instagram. That, that, that did seem like a pretty insane behavior considering there's a lot of people in that house. Like A cake could go pretty easily. It's not like you need to save it for later. Well, I mean, it was put in the fridge because it just gets so hot during the day; it was melting. Right, that I guess makes sense. The freezer right. is—it's uh, insane. insane. We'll eat this in a, a month or two. But yeah. Well, why at that point, just that? buy a new cake. Six dollars. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, you're totally right. It just—I don't know. So it's just—it's been a lot. It's. It can just, I ask? Can I ask one question about the cake? Yes. You know, every—I just want to. I'm interested. This is like a familial thing. Did you buy the cake? Or did your mom buy the cake? Mom bought the cake. And 
living with you for a long time, I know there was the occasional moments are kind of low. I'm buying myself a cake situation. Is that something yes. that you've? I'm a big. Well, okay. So yes. Well, this all came from. So I, as I mentioned in in the Instagram video, I'm a big fan of like, cakes should they just don't belong to birthdays and I birthday totally cakes agree. don't just belong to birthdays. Sometimes it's just nice to have a cake. You know, it's such a, especially a birthday cake because it is so over the top. There's so much frosting. It's so big. It doesn't need to be that big. Would it taste better if it was smaller? Maybe. It Probably. maybe would, you know, but it, it's just so gluttonous. It's just like such a celebration. I'm a big fan. So when I was growing up, there was a rule that if I got, I was really bad at, I struggled with math. Oh, if I, I got a hundred. If I got a hundred on a math test, I got a video game. That maybe happened once in high school. <laughs> But if I got above a 90, <laughs> if I got above a 90. You're a pretty math. good student. I was a pretty good student. Well, okay, so here's the thing is, is my math skills went up drastically. Like I went from being in like the lowest math class my freshman year being in honors math my sophomore year. Then I got a 30 on an exam. I had to go back and down to normal math. So I went lowest, <laughs> highest, normal. I didn't know about the 30. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a 38. It was my second lowest test score of all time. What's your lowest? 36. In intro to astronomy at Wesleyan. Oh right. Oh shit! Now they now they know now they can track where I went to school. Yeah, that was a classic. I I I was sick on a very poorly timed. I ate bad beef jerky the night before a test. Fell asleep early. Woke up. Was sick the day we got the test back. Someone told me that the class low was thirty six. I went to meet the professor to get my test score. I was when I got thirty six, and uh, it was a pretty uncomfortable situation. Yeah, it's not it's not a fun place to be. Regardless, if I got above a 90 on a math test in high school, when I was still getting above 90s on tests and taking it for granted, because I was hot shit, I got a cake. And so I'm, I've always been, and so I, in New York, I, I try to use it as more of like, hey, a cool thing has happened, let's celebrate this. So, you know, like if I got a certain job, got a cake. Did someone else got a cake. Also, hey, I need a cake. I think we need a cake. I, wish, I, I love cake those week. moments. No, I mean, and I'll, be the, I'll open up to it. I like cake. I'm a. If you want a cake, you let me know. We'll get a cake. Cake right? is great. I'm trying to. I'm trying to tone it down on the cake. Like I'm really trying to eat well this quarantine. So when mom showed up with a huge birthday cake, I was like, I'm, "Mom, I'm not gonna eat." She was like, "Do you want something?" I was like, well, "I'm not gonna fucking touch that. I'm not gonna eat that, mom." Like, you, you see what I'm trying to maintain here? And the then she was like, "All right, well, it's fine. I'll just, I'll just have it." I was like, "All right, well, mom, I'll have a piece later, but I'm just not gonna have one at you know 1 p.m." Don't freeze it. Don't fr- yeah. Don't freeze it. And a great breakfast, a great breakfast is uh, a little cu- a cup of coffee and a piece of cake, if it's not fucking frozen. That's uh, so. that's the that's the grift I would pull on our babysitters every year when I was growing up. You know, we'd have like a rota- a new, a new baby, we had no pair system. I grew up white and rich, so we had au pairs. And every year, Likewise. I would. Uh, that's the one con I would pull: cake for breakfast. You know, someone's new in the country. They don't speak a lot of English. And I say, my mom says it's cool if I have chocolate cake for breakfast. You know, some au pair would be like, he's probably not a liar. He's just So you were, you were just a little villain. I was a dick. So, but moving on. Um, nerd geeks. What are you nerdy <laughs> about this week? Nerd geeks. All right, so we, there's clearly a theme this week that we are missing sports. And I have been, I thought this show was an Amazon show. And it's a Netflix show. Keegan famously hates Netflix. Hates Netflix. Now, hold on. I will say that if there's one type of programming that Netflix does well, I would say it's probably sports documentaries. Um, huh. I'm thinking. I'm thinking Last Chance U. 
I think oh, yeah. is a great, at least the first three seasons of Last Oh, and Chance. Cheer was amazing. Yeah, I still have to watch Cheer, but I've heard amazing things. And I, I wouldn't great. be surprised. Like, I trust Netflix in terms of that content. And I probably prefer the Netflix series to, like, All or Nothing, which is the Amazon series. This show that I... I will just cut right to it. Sunderland or Die. Um, what the, the fuck one... is that? <laughs> you unearth these shows that, like, I've never... Like, I'm pretty tuned in. This, is... this show has been on my list for a while because I'm like... I, the one, I like soccer, but I haven't been able to crack into English Premier League soccer. And this show is about a, um, it's about a Premier League team that has just been relegated to the Champions League. And it's a small northeast town. Everybody there is working class, blue collar, voted for Brexit. And it is just about this like awful team trying to make it back in the Premier League. And it is, I watched the two seasons in one day. In 24 hours, I watched two seasons. That's insane. And it's just, I miss it that I much. Sunderland Till I Die. Yeah, what did I say? Well, I don't know. <laughs> it was something else. Sunderland Till I Die. And it is, I'm a Sunderland fan now. You know, I've officially cracked into the English Soccer League. They are not very good. Um, it was nice for me because this brings me to my next point about sports. There's a lot of heartbreak in this show. There's a lot of mismanagement. Um... Big attitudes in the locker room. Uh, things that I'm, as a Chicago fan, am very familiar with. And mm-hmm. it brought back some pretty... It's an emotional show, and it brought back some pretty raw feelings for me. And it just reminded me of, like, yes, we miss sports a lot. But what about those of us that follow really bad teams? It's a pretty bad feeling. And this show reminded me that. Of, like, yeah. you know what? Like, it would be awesome to have sports back. But, like... When the Bears are playing badly, like, my Sunday nights are ruined. Like, they're ruined. You yeah, know? the NBA's coming I'm back. Not our like, teams aren't even playing. They're so bad. I'm like, yeah, I'm like not, oh, man, I'm glad that game happened. Too bad they lost. It's like, I would have been better off not watching that. Yeah. So I'm curious, because don't get me wrong, I need sports. We need sports back. But I am curious how long it will be before we're right back to fucking a like it was better off when they weren't playing i think it's you know? like this like the minute yeah. the knicks the, the, minute the knicks start playing again i'm gonna be like you know get rid of the knicks yeah i can answer that for you i just watched two seasons of a show on a team i didn't know existed before yesterday in one day and i was tired of watching them yeah and you're like oh and my I was god like, they're doing it again. i was like this hurts so this hurts me so yeah. bad yeah. it's a great show it's not a perfect show i wish they had more locker room access is my one complaint mm. um but Sunderland until i die if you're looking for a sports fix because I was missing sports this week, you will you will you will feel like you're in it with them, and that's it's a perfect time too because that's starting up soon. You got to check it out. Got to check it out. I'm on I'm on the team's Wikipedia page now, and the only thing that's that I'll say that is really speaking to me is they have a whole sub subsection called hooliganism. Yes, the it's fans all about those are freaking hooligans. Well, that's the whole thing. Is that's the it's a it's a I should actually describe the show. I'm so sorry. Nerd Keeks got a little excited. Sunderland is this working class town in the northeast of England that was completely sustained by shipbuilders and like people who were making coal for the ships. Yeah. Right? So when that went downhill, everyone lost their job. So the only thing, like the people are not well off. They are poor people who spend their, all of the money they have on this soccer team. 
because it used to be it's a big soccer club it's not like a hole in the wall they've got a huge stadium it's so it's like you've got this super poor town this huge stadium and all of these people live and die you know british you know english soccer but that's all they have it's not like these are people who like have lives and then go in support a soccer team it's like like, this is what they have 20 yes it's like if you watch the movie cinderella man Russell Crowe's character, if he were not very good at boxing, yeah. would be... If he was good enough to get people, all the people who were suffering from the Great Depression, to root for him in Jersey, and then lost, this would be that team, you know? And so it's yeah. super intense to play for them. Um, it's, it's it's crazy culture. They're crazy fans. Um, yeah, no, they're recommend. crazy fans. They're crazy. Yeah, this, I read that uh, hooliganism section as well. It's, the uh, Seabird Casuals? Because yeah. I did, I did a deep dive last night at two a.m. of when did they start playing again? Who's on the team since this show ended? So it's pretty rough. All right, that's a, it's I've wild. never even heard and of it, that show. So great. And you know teams. what? It, it it does. It gives me this advantage, right? Because I'm look. I'm like, I hope baseball's coming back. Will it come back? I don't know. The Premier League's been back, so yeah. I think soccer's back. You're gonna you're gonna be a soccer guy. You're gonna get into it. This show does a good job. I, do I feel completely caught up? No. But it does a good job where it's like, I know the rules of soccer, but I don't know the intricacies of, like, transfer windows. And, like, what... Yeah. Like, if you watch the NBA, if you came in and you're watching the NBA, you're like, okay, so what's the draft? What is this trade deadline? Right. Like, what's, why is everyone talking about, like... How does the like, cap work? How does... What's the super right. max? What's, yeah, all that right. stuff. Yeah. So do I understand all of that with soccer? No. Not even close. This show does a good job of, like, I now feel like I... Or, uh, so there are two transfer windows during the year. Okay. Sell, you can sell players in this way. You can do that. It's also fascinating where it's like, I can't think of another show where you you get, especially in the second season of this, the first season follows like the manager of the team, the coach basically, and then, I forget the term, but it's basically like the GM. It follows it. them. And kind of because the owner is completely um, not interested in the team. He doesn't want anything to do with it. Team gets sold in the next season, so now you've got new people. And you've got basically like an executive officer who's trying to pick up the marketing for the team. He's a complete douchebag. I really just want to talk about that guy with someone. And then you've got a guy who owns a team but is doing like the general manager role. And I'm not sure whether he just wanted a more active role or he just didn't want to hire a general manager. But it's fascinating to be like, well, this is just a guy who was a soccer fan who now is like make he has advisors and shit, but like he's deciding what to pay. And so I think I also learned something about just like sports in general, like getting access to someone who's an owner and has a million dollars, millions of dollars, yeah, you know, and is the front of this firm. That, so I don't know, fascinating watch. And it's so quick. It's so quick. Well, if you watch it, you can watch it all in one day if you want. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if you do it that way. But they're short. They're like half hour episodes. So I uh, highly that's, recommend that's you at least. It's like half hour to 40 minute episodes. Um, in the sec- I think first season is eight, second season is only six. Oh, that's um, so fast. So, I mean, you watch the first scene, you're just like, how do these guys not get a better fucking goalie? You know, it's it's a tough show to watch because they are bad, but it is just addicting. You're on board, you know? You, you, you want to see him get out. I'm learning the Sunderland chance, dude. Dude. You're, next thing you know, you're going to be a seabor- seaborn casual. I might. Setting I might. fights with the gremlins. Yeah, West Ham. West Ham United. Did I, I, sorry, I completely... Did you have a quarantine quarrel? Nah. You covered them. You're happy? Yeah, I mean, for the most part. I feel Nothing's like... bugging you? This seems kind of not genuine of you. You know, it's I'm not fair of you to ask people to, to complain and then you don't partake. 
No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I'm trying to think if I have any good ones. I mean, I'm, I think I'm being probably... I think I'm probably the problem much more, you know? like This I is see, like me being like, oh, cake is delicious, but I don't eat it. Yeah. You guys can eat it if you want. You guys can eat it if you want, but no, nah, I... I'm just, I mean, I'm I can see I'm why sure it's good. I'm sure there is something that's not that that's bugging me. Yeah, the biggest Dude, fight talk, I'm in right now is with my cat. Talk shit about your girlfriend, Nick. That's all I want you to do. Nah, I don't have all, much to say. She's that's a good all roommate. this audience wants you to do. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. Here's my one. I'm I'm, I'm sick of a uh, a very very specific TikTok. And here's mm-hmm. the thing about TikToks: you don't watch them. Like any other social thing or like on Instagram like you hear things and they're in context so, so you can hear what's going on and like sort of have an understanding of what's going on TikTok because they reuse the audio and everything like the way it works is you take you meme a, a piece of audio and do different things over it so all the time you just hear the same stuff but what she's seeing on the phone is different so there's a specific one with a song that just drives me crazy now that's one of them um, you just want to get headphones yeah, it'd probably be good. But I like hearing some of them because I get to say, like, what's that? That sounded funny. Can I see it? I like that because yeah. I just get TikTok light. Like, I just get the I get the cliff notes. Yeah. She's not like, doing a good enough job filtering what you like and what you don't like. Yes. I just don't want to see that. I don't want to hear that one. That one drives me nuts. Um, and then me and the cat are in a fight because I slammed his paws in the dresser drawer this morning by accident. Have you ever heard a cat scream? Like, really scream? Yeah. But I've never slammed a cat in the dresser drawer before. He's got to keep his paws out of there. What's he doing in the dresser, Nick? He's looking up. He's look. He's trying. You know, he's he's very curious. He likes he likes unrestricted access to everything. So I was looking for a T-shirt. He got so up it's there. Bottom alone. drawer. What is that? Bottom drawer. Middle drawer. How would he get up on the middle drawer? Well, no, he was I know. I helped you carry that dresser. I know. You know, it's the a one. big dresser. He was. I think the bottom drawer must have been out a little bit. So he wasn't up there. His little hands were up there. He was trying to mm. look in. And I yeah, the cat's little, the little little cat hands. Little his little cat hands. You know, his little five fingers. <laughs> He's got those little cat hands. And I slammed the top one, and it's got his whole hands stuck. So his were on the bottom. And oh man, I've not heard a scream like that. It's scared the shit out of me. Scared the shit out of me. Yeah, it's, that's abuse. So he's pissed at me, yeah. He just he, yeah. Cat abuse are funny. That's strictly cat around. abuse. No, it was that was not funny. Certain cat abuse is funnier yeah. than that. You're you're going to. Uh, you think I'm going down? Well, yeah. I'm going to take you down. I told you I'd get rid of that cat. Um, he's, he's not. But I didn't know there. I'd be sending. I didn't know I'd be sending him to a better home. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's weird. But you're going to call if you call cat vengeance on us. You're going to be in deep shit. I'll probably wake up with a, like a you know a cat slap across yeah, the face. If you're lucky. If you're probably going to start deleting audio for this. That was episode 71 of Fairy's Podcast. You're happy now. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hopefully Nick will have better quarantine curls next week. Yeah, sorry I'll to disappoint you guys. If you guys were listening to the episode only for that, I am super sorry. I wouldn't have recorded today. Um, I'll do better next sick. week, I promise. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm sorry. I mean, it's like if people are in quarantine, they need help. You know? They're holding a little candle asking you. Asking you. Right. You're trying to, trying to light your lamp. Share with us. And your life you're, rules so hard. And you're, you're, just, you're just squeezing the flame right yeah. out. Like, My life is perfect. Yeah, I'll, I'll stamp your, your last cigarette. I'll stamp it out. Well, anyway, guys, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate you guys. Tune in next week. Big episode 72. Ken Burns Friends. Here's the podcast. You're friends. Golf. It's going to be a big one. We're pretty excited for it. We've got so many interviews lined up. You're going to just be crazy. Be crazy in love with this podcast. Yeah. already. If you love golf, if you hate golf, tune in. Tune in because it's going to be, I think we're going to set it up as kind of, we have to talk about this, but I think we're going to set it up as like, I want to be convinced one way or another. That's fair. You know? If you, if, if you love golf, I'm ready to be convinced about it. 
Yep. You know? I would play anything right now. Any excuse to get outside, I'll, I'll take. It's a debate yes. series. Debate series. Yeah. Yeah. We'll fight. We'll fight a lot. So tune in next week. Nick, here's podcast. Are you happy now? Are you happy now? No. Are you happy now? No. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye! Bye-bye!